Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 106 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony. And I am Lou. And by 106, I meant 106. Did you say one of six? No, I said 106. But, yeah. well, well, it's not going to understand well, that. Well, Irish and Scottish people. Why? Maybe. Oh, he said 106. Because <laughs> then. <laughs> Like you said, they might have misconstrued that for one of six. No, one, <laughs> no one's going to think Not that. even the Orthodox Scottish? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to ask them. I'm not a historian. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that this episode of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast is brought to us by Yumbly. Search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum! I am hungry. I need to find food now. <laughs> that would be the most boring application ever. Uh, iPhone app coming soon, by the way. Uh, so what's going on? Not too much. Yeah. Just a few days away from vacation, and I yeah. need it bad. So there you go. Oh, you're like the American Idol contestants. Remember Why? how Randy last last week was saying, you know what, Ryan? I think I think he wants it, or whatever. Wasn't he saying, right. didn't he have some new catchphrase or yeah. something? He had replaced, he's in it to win it. Right, with I think he wants it. Right. Or something like that. It wasn't as good as he's in it to win it. Whatever no. it was, it was not as good. No. Um, but anyway, so uh, what's going on? Do we have any listener contact? We do. Uh, first of all, Mike, Mike. has a little note for you. Okay. Oh, uh, he said it was awesome the way I said moosh moosh. I was very enthusiastic about the moosh moosh last week. Nice. And uh, he was very <laughs> excited about that. But Lou, please refrain from talking over Tony until he has completed the moosh moosh. So what you're saying about Mike? Have is a that- nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Mike. And yes, I talked over Tony just now on purpose. That's it? That's all we got? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Jason also said that he watched two minutes of the Food Network's Kitchen Stakeout. Remember, that's the story I told about how everything's completely staged. Right. To the point where they like hire actors to act as employees. Right. Uh, and spotted it as a fake. In fact, he thinks he recognized one of the waiters as an actor from some other show. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's really bad. Now, was it, ever, was it ever publicly acknowledged that that show Cheaters was all faked? Because every episode of that seemed completely well, fake it's to common me. knowledge. So I don't know if I don't know if the producers ever came out and said, but you know, pretty much everyone knows yes, that, right? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, he also says the host overplaces New Yorkness way too much as well. Wait, what? The host, yeah, overplaces New Yorkness. Oh, 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 okay. Way too much, and it is lame. He says, "Bring back the cake challenge shows for some better reality." Although I have to say that Food Network Challenge, the one that was just called the Food Network Challenge. Uh-huh. That guy who was the host of that show, I couldn't stand him. I don't remember him. He's like a big kind of doofy guy with glasses and spike. I mean, he looked like he like dropped out of high school in 1985, got frozen in a meat locker, and then they thought him out to host the show. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know his name. But he was not a good host. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he's better than Katie Lee Joel. Yes. But not much. But then so <laughs> is a, a rock. A potato. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or a potato shaped like a rock. Um, sorry, Katie. Anyway, anything else? Any uh, no. Listener That's mail? it. Okay. That's all, all right. we got. So you want to get right into video games? Sure. Okay. You don't have anything else to go nope. over? Nope. <laughs> all right. Um, I have still been playing Batman Arkham City. I'm actually at the end. Okay. Um, aside from all, you know, doing all the side missions. I'm at a very uh, tough stage right now. I have to say, I started playing the game um, on normal. Okay. I normally will play games on easy. And I started playing this one on normal, which has been fine. But now I'm at a point where, like, I really wish I could go back and turn it back to easy. Oh, well, little... can't you ch- change it in the middle no. of the game? Really? Once you've started, 
that's where you are. Because I think a lot of games you can just go and switch Not it in the middle, game. right? Believe me, I've tried. But right, a lot of the games you can do that. Yes, just switch it a lot. Willy nilly. I won't say all or most. Oh, I said a, a lot. lot. Yes, a lot. Um, but I've had so much fun with Bat- Batman Arkham City that I never finished Arkham Asylum, so I went back to play that. Uh-huh. And let me just tell you, you can see the huge difference just in the quality of graphics and just uh, gameplay between the two. So How far I mean, apart were they? About a year or a year and a half? Oh, I would say even more than that. Maybe like two years. Okay. And uh, it's the perfect example of like someone doing a sequel and keeping all the things you loved about it, but like really ramping up everything else. Oh, that's refreshing. Yeah, but I'm still enjoying Arkham Asylum as well. So I've been playing the two of them. Like I'll pop one in and then pop the other in, and like they're so close but yet so different that like I'm having different fun with both. Yeah, but it's like the same thing. Yeah, I you know I think I have trouble doing that. I think because well, I mean I guess in in those games, hopefully it wouldn't make too much difference because I would assume that the controls are fairly they're the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's more to do in Arkham City, which is the second one. Right. So I mean, if you go back to play. The earlier one, it's easier actually because right. there aren't as many combos. Combos, you know, you hate me the and combos. combos. But uh, but I, in general, I find it hard to jump back and forth between games, especially of different genres. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because you know your head's like so into right. something and your muscle. That's why when I and... go back to Mass Effect Three, I will probably start from the beginning again because I, I was probably oh, only really? like an hour in. Yeah. And well, also to get the whole feel of the game and like feel like you're in it. Yeah. And you not just what's... in it to win it. Right. Or like you gotta have it. That's what it was. Right. He's gotta have it. He's gotta have it. That's what it was. Um, that's one of the you know one of the things that I love about Mass Effect Three or in the Mass Effect series as a whole is they did such a great job of establishing um, an overall vibe for the game. Like the combination of the way that it looks, the dialogue, the type of voices they use for the characters, and the music, which is fairly unique to that game. I mean, there are not a lot of other games out there that sound like Mass Effect. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I thought that was very well executed on their part. So, uh, well, that's cool. And you finished that, right? I did finish Mass Effect. So you're not playing anything right now? No, although I did, well, not, I'm not really into anything right now, but I did want to go back and play Halo because I never played it. I remember starting to play it or playing the demo or something and I didn't really get into it for whatever reason and then I never went back to it, but somebody was recently telling me that I should play it. So I got a copy of it for the PC and started playing it. And I enjoyed the part that I did so far, but then I got to the same part that I played in the demo, and I got killed right away, and then I got frustrated and turned it off. Right. But I think I'll it's go... It's fun. I just... My complaint about that was that everyone said it was, like, you know, the landmark shooter, and, okay. I, and I don't feel that. Yeah. So we'll see how I feel about that. But I think I'm going to... Like I said before, I think I'm going to go back and play Mass Effect 2 some more and try to finish that just to see what I missed. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you'll go through the same feelings I have going back to play Arkham Asylum. Yeah, because you've played all the improved parts of right. it. Right, right. Now you're going back to. Although I think visually two and three are probably fairly similar. Oh, um, okay. Y- no, you know what? I disagree. I think three really? looked a lot better than two. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought, just a little part that I played. I thought two looked pretty good. I, I remember it thinking did. it looked pretty good. But and three th- looked great. Okay. All right. Um, so really, that's all I have for video games. Okay. Well, that's not a lot. It's not at all, but it's enough. I have some miscellaneous. Let's hear it. Um, EA and Bioware. Hey, Tony, have... the miscellaneous video game news. I got to have it. <laughs> well, we're in it to win it, so here we go. Okay, good. Um, EA and Bioware have been receiving a lot of hate mail and threats of boycotts over the inclusion of gay relationship possibilities in both Mass Effect 3 and Star Wars The Old Republic. I'm using air quotes here. Family advocate groups and air quotes, 
are protesting what they view as homosexuality being forced on their children, even though it is up to the player to build and develop gay relationships in both games. So how is that forced? Huh? I said, so then how would that be forced? That's the point I made. That's right. why I'm using the air quotes. Yeah. Well, and, uh, those people are whack jobs. Yeah. You know, entitled to their own ridiculous slash retarded sure. opinions, but knuckleheads. But if it's something that's not like uh, what's necessary or like obvious in the game, I mean, it's something that, to be honest, if you wanted to develop those kind of relationships, you have to really make an effort toward it. Yeah, because I, I mean, I... I researched this in Mass Effect 3, so I Googled what it would take to have a gay relationship in Mass Effect 3. Unless you were really, really looking for it, it is almost impossible. Yeah, because I tried to interact with all of the people as much as I could, right. and I was never faced with that There's option. only one male character, well, I don't know about female and female, but male characters, there's only one male character you can have a gay relationship with. And it's only in one specific part of the game, and the whole dialogue like tree you'd have to go through. Yeah, like you'd really have to be looking for that. And I wonder if and it's I don't only... think that a kid of like twelve who's playing that game, uh, yeah. who's not looking for that, would ever stumble upon. And I, it. Well, I wouldn't say that because that's the nature of stuff that's supposed to be somewhat random. You know, okay. uh, they would have any, they would have just as much chance of stumbling upon that as they would anything else. I would guess uh, in the game, but. Um, I wonder if it if you had to import a character from the previous game too, because like I said, I I went through all the dialogue options with every character that I could when I could. Well, apparently there's just specific spots in the game where you're able to build on it. So, build okay. on relationships, not just gay, but you know any. Yeah, because I have to tell you, in the you first, maybe I did, maybe I did find it. Now that in I think the first, I'm not the first. I'm sorry. In the second Mass Effect two. Um, I never got that achievement, and I never built a relationship with anyone. And uh, and again, I, like you, felt, well, how could I have missed that? Because right. I, I felt I was playing intensely and, like, right. weighing out all my options and dialogues and that. So, I don't know. You know what I was a little disappointed with regarding relationships in Mass Effect 3 is that at one point I slept with the reporter, uh-huh. which I don't know if you've met her yet. No. But there's a reporter who um, who comes onto the, the your ship with you and follows you around. And I slept with her, but then later I had the opportunity to develop a relationship with uh, Liara, and it never really went anywhere. I mean, she, you know... She wasn't as easy as the reporter. No, the reporter was a hoe, <laughs> so that was really easy. But no, Liara, she, she, you know, she reciprocated, but you see them kiss once, and it never comes up again. Right. Which was a little disappointing. I mean... You know, you could have that relationship basically with your dog if you're freaky enough. Right. Well, you know I would guess that the family advocate groups will be all over that as well. The thing with the dog, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, BioWare is releasing its first pack of multiplayer downloadable content for Mass Effect 3 today. Wow. And it is free. I like that. So the Resurgence pack contains new weapons, six new characters, and two new maps. It's all multiplayer. Oh. So it's, yeah. Are they going to do any single player? Here is my next bit of oh. news. EA has announced even more free Mass Effect 3 DLC coming this summer that promises to further clarify the ending. Well, you know, if you got to do that, you screwed something up in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're just trying to appease all the... Yeah. And I, I've read so many things about the end that I'm like, well, that's not true, and that didn't happen, and right. you know what I mean? So. You sure you finished? Yes. Okay. I actually did it twice because I wanted to see both of my options. There's a third option... 
that you can only get to if you imported a game from the from two, ah. a character from two. So I didn't have that one as an option, but I did both of the other ones, and pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. Okay. So uh, Grand Theft Auto Four will see an October release. Four or five. Five. Okay. <laughs> Four has been out. You can go get it now. <laughs> For a while now. Yeah. Um, the iOS game Draw Something that we talked about in our last episode has just surpassed the 50 million download mark. That's crazy. Wow. Kelsey's playing it. I know. I'm just saying. It's, Everyone's playing it. I'm just saying. It's, it's, Everyone's playing it. I'm not playing it. I'm playing like 15 different people right now. I'm not playing any people right That's now. That's because you have, what? what's your phone? You have the Commodore 64 I, I phone, this, right? I got the VIC-20. The VIC-20 phone. Yeah. <laughs> I got the TI-99-4A phone. Um, Which and, is a great phone, other than that it can't make phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> and the data rate is 300 bits a second. But other than that, it's great. And you put this so... Uh, uh, if you're like me and you've been you eagerly anticipating the arrival of Guild Wars 2, you can get in on the beta action now by pre-ordering the game. If you pre-order any version of the game, standard, digital, deluxe, or collector's edition, you'll have access to all upcoming beta events and a three-day head start into the game when it's released. And I'd like to remind people that unlike something like World of Warcraft, once you buy Guild Wars 2, it's free to play. There are no monthly subscription fees, which is very cool. That's a big selling point. It is. It's a huge selling point because, I mean... I wasn't being sarcastic. I know. I played... I think I played the original Guild Wars for... Now, there were three... There were three separate games that all tied together and an add-on campaign. And between those four products, I probably played it for two and a half to three years. So you figure that's that's a very long time. You know, under two hundred dollars for three years worth of entertainment. That's a lot of that's a lot of value for your money right there. It is. So anyway, uh, you got anything else for video games? No. All right, then we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about TV. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, American Idol, I guess. Okay, Let's American Idol. So way. last week was the top eight, nine? Something. Something. But and what I've been asking for finally happened. DeAndre Brackensick went home. Uh-huh. That's what you've been asking for? That's what I've been asking for. Wow, the Easter Bunny really came through for you. He did. <laughs> that was nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was the right decision. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the right decision for last week specifically, but it was the right decision overall. Absolutely. So, because that's really the way you should look at it, anyway. It is. It, I mean, yeah, I guess you could look at it however you want. Everyone. I mean, unless you're starting to see someone grow and like each week they get better, but like right. just because someone has a good week, let's not forget all the bad exactly. weeks they had. And and in same comparison with Holly, to the other, Holly usually sings pretty well, and last week she just didn't do a great job, and so right. and. Even though she didn't do a great job, I still think she was better than him. Uh, yeah. Although he sang, I think she was off key a few times, and at least he sang on key. It's just, I just don't really care for his overall thing, yeah. you know? But, uh, but you know, I'm so glad that the judges haven't saved anybody yet, because none right. of the people who got Like cut, you said, or like we've said, they need to just use that on someone they could see winning. Right. Yeah. Right. Instead of wasting it. Because the other thing, too, is after they use it, the next week, two people go home. So if the person's not that great anyway, they're probably just going to go home the next week anyway. Right. And then you've That's a good point. wasted it. So, um, it's not I'm again trying to think of uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, right? I'm trying to think if there was anything else noteworthy. They still have not mentioned how many votes they've gotten, so no, I'm thinking the haven't. ratings are way down. Be interesting to see point. some numbers on that. But they uh, are beating the Voice, though. 
Yeah. Well, the voice is, you know, what's really funny is on the. We'll just go ahead and start talking about the voice. Um, I'm thinking someone on the voice has stepped in and said, "Okay, Christina, you need to do something about your look because she has looked fantastic like the last three episodes." Yeah. Well, she was last week. Since when she was wearing, well, even last night, she looked great. Although she looked better last week. Last week she wore that like peach colored like dress. She looked beautiful. Looked hot. Yeah. She looked hot. And she had less makeup on too because right. she usually wears way too much makeup. Well, she obviously lost a lot of weight between the pre-recorded stuff and the live right. stuff. Um, you know, she's one of those people that tends to go up and down right. the last few years, and it's, that's cool. I got no qualms with that. I don't need everybody to look like a stick figure. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, but the makeup really drives me nuts. Um, but what I was gonna say about the voice is, you know, it's funny because the the judges or mentors or whatever you want to call them, coaches. They'll make comments about how a song relates to the person's personality or shows off something about their personality or whatever. And and this is the thing that I've said about that show and all the other shows other than Idol is we don't know these people's personality because we never really get to see them other than when they're singing. Even the little tiny bit they do before each person sings like the last couple of weeks, you still don't really get to know them from that, not the way you do on Idol. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you I, know, you put more stock into that than I do. I well, don't. I feel. I, I don't feel, need all that extra time to get to know. I mean, right. But the, but then what at I'm the saying end of the is, day, I just want to be impressed by their performance. I I understand, but what I'm saying is, then their comments don't make any sense to the audience because you don't know what any of this has to do with their personality because you don't know what it is. That's all I'm saying. Right. But um, there are. I think. Did you see last night's? Half of it. Okay. I stopped with the kid that we don't like. Oh, the weird head guy. Yeah. Who, was wearing who a... they actually gave like, who, you know, the guy who sang before him, the guy who was on the Mouseketeers. And yeah. Who, I thought terrible. he would, I thought, really? Oh, I thought he was I didn't terrible. think he was that bad. I thought, I thought that kid was much worse, but yet they, they really blasted that guy from, from the Mickey Mouse Club. And then that kid came on and I thought he was terrible. And they kind of like gave him kudos. Yeah. Probably so, just because he's younger. Um, well, and yeah, it, but still, it still should be a fair playing field. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't often understand the comments on that show. Although I do feel that last night people were much more honest yes. than I normally have seen on yeah. there. Um, twice, and I don't think you got to this part yet, but twice Adam praised the hell out of two people who are not on his team. Uh, and one of them he said he thought was the best performance he's seen you know, on the show ever. Um, there were three people last night who did outstanding I thought I didn't reach those yet. No, I there were three yet. people that were really, really great last. Because really, of all the ones I saw, none of them were, were no, great. no, none of them up to the point that you saw were that good. But man, there were three people who did such a good job last night on that show. I was really surprised. But that guy, that Masketeer guy, didn't it seem like Christina hated him. Yes, she was so mean to she him. Was so mean to him. <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy. It was crazy. And then she throws Justin Timberlake in his face. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it was it was crazy how mean she was to him. Yeah. But uh, I think CeeLo, I mean really she gave him no like she him, shot him down to like to the lowest level. She's yeah. just like, well, you know what? I find you very one dimensional. Like <laughs> I would like to take two screenshots from that show last night. One before she started talking to him, and one after, and see the difference in the sweat <laughs> quotient on that guy's face because she was brutal. It she was. was really brutal. Yeah. But yeah, there were three. Really- it was almost like he probably picked on her a little on Mickey Mouse Club, and that was her revenge. Or she came on to him and he said no, or vice right. versa, or something. Right. Something happened between those two. Um, well, remember she said when he auditioned that Britney had a crush on him. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't. I don't remember. So right that. now he could have a Kevin Federline career if he had stuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's something. But uh, but yeah, I actually enjoyed last night. 
I I enjoyed last yeah, night. Yeah, I'm there looking were, forward to seeing There the were three really good performances. Um, but I have to say, Idol's been more entertaining for me than the last couple of years. I mean, because uh, I think it's there's a lot of talent there. There is a lot of talent there. I mean, last year, I don't think there was much talent at all. I mean, it yeah. was just like picking the best of what they had. Right. I mean, when Scotty McCreary wins, like you realize your pool was kind of like not yeah. great. You know, and 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 we'll we'll probably never know if there's any more influence over the outcome of that show than just people voting. You know, right. maybe you know they're they're always accused of being a little bit of a fix in on that show. Right. Um, who knows if that's true? At this point, I don't really care. But uh, but I mean, if more people liked him, then who was the other person who was up against Scotty last year? Uh, Lauren. Oh, Lauren Elena. Yeah, country who, girl. Yeah. yeah. Who I really liked. I liked her yeah, a lot. I liked than... Haley Reinhardt the best out of three of them, and yeah, she she was she was third. And uh, I have to say, when she came on and sang that new song, I thought she did really well. I liked the song. I thought she did. I thought she performed it well. I didn't care for the song that much though, but uh, but I thought she looked. All I'm right. looking forward to just hearing what the rest. Of the album. I don't know that I'd buy it, but yeah, you know, hearing what yeah. the rest of because she was the one I liked the most out of the three of them. But I I do think there's a lot of talent this year. I, I mean, I am just every week in awe of Jessica. She, yeah. She's just amazing, and she's like 16, 17 years old. It's right. insane. It's insane. Um, but anyway, so that's uh, that's the singing shows for the week. What else did you watch? Uh, Celebrity Apprentice has reached its most volatile <laughs> points, and it is really the episode I just watched yesterday, which was Sundays, was probably the most volatile Celebrity Apprentice ever. Really? Oh my god, it was so good. Who are the players? <laughs> who are the key players? Uh, well, the, the one who was most volatile was Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Um, Lou, uh, let me Lee, guess. He got huge and turned green. No, he told Lisa Lampanelli that if she were a man, he would put her right through the wall. Wow! And she's like, "Wow, you just physically assaulted, like you just physically threatened me." Like, I mean, that's, well, not really because she's not a man, so it doesn't count. Uh, that's still a physical threat. <laughs> not really. He oh, said well, that if was you his were argument. A man. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> still. Um, but the the big the big thing that happened and spoiler alert. You know, yeah. If you're, you should have seen it, right? Um, <laughs> so they had to do like a 60 minute commercial for. Uh, remember those entertainment books, like yes, restaurant coupons, the coupons. So yeah. it was for that company, and they had to do a 60 minute commercial. So they showed 60 minute commercial. I'm sorry, 60 second commercial. I was gonna say. Uh, you know what I did? I just say made the same mistake that uh, the beauty queen that's on there made. Oh, by the way, that girl who's on there, I need to get her name. So you, I'll, I'll find her picture for you. Okay, absolutely the most beautiful woman alive. I'm sure I'm not going to agree with this. Yes, you absolutely. There's no way you can't agree. She's absolutely. Well, I saw the pilot. I saw the first episode, and I don't remember anyone looking that great. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, like every time they show her, I'm just more and more amazed that someone looks like that. Yeah. Um, but she's from Venezuela, I believe, and so uh, she was talking about the 60 minute commercial, so that's why <laughs> <laughs> she said it over and over. That's awesome. Um, but uh. So they showed the two commercials in the boardroom, yeah. And then they asked Lou which one he liked better, and he is she the one that looks vaguely like Angie Harmon. No, she makes Angie Harmon look like a wait. Am I or am I thinking of somebody different? I remember there was somebody who raised like a ton of money the first episode through all her friends, and I thought no, she this kind is of... the first girl that. Oh no no no! That's another. Ven... She was also from Venezuela. Okay okay. No no no! I know who you're talking about. That was Pat- Patricia Velasquez. Okay. Um, the one I'm talking about is because she kind of looks like Angie Harmon a little bit, doesn't she? Diana Mendoza. She was Miss Universe 2008. You have to show me her picture. I'm going to find it right now. 
It only oh, hold on. Wikipedia only shows a picture of her winning Miss Universe. I want you to see what she looks like now. And I don't even want to show you modeling shots because you know, of course, she's looking gorgeous. I want to show you like what she just looks like normal. Well, they're all modeling shots, so let me just go to this one. Yeah, she's pretty nice looking. She's absolutely, like, amazing. She's stunning. Yeah. Pretty nice looking woman there. I see. I don't like her look there. Well, all. because she's got big hair. Well, You, and she's you like that look there? Big face. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> okay, here's what she just, I'm like, kind of looks I'm like I'm normal. normal. Yeah, she's very pretty. But you know what? I still think Padma's better looking. No. Yes. I'm sorry you're wrong there. Just saying. She doesn't have all those uh, track marks. How <laughs> <laughs> could they let her on TV with that scar? She's hideous. <laughs> Look at me. I'm anyway, hideous. Anyway, no, just he, he uh, went nuts. When he went Donald Trump asked him which of the two commercials he liked, he picked the other teams. So then he's just like, oh, my God, he just told you when he gets your team. He's like, no, I'm just being honest. I've always been an honest guy, blah, blah. And like. Just could never talk his way out of it. Like, his whole team immediately jumped on him then. Right. And they're like, not only did he do nothing, they're like, but n- now he's, like, you know, right. trying to distance himself from the project that we did. Did anyone say that he threw the whole team under the bus? Because people love to use that expression uh, on that show. Yeah, that, that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, did he get fired? Here, here's a good picture of her just normal. Yeah, I mean, she's but gorgeous. But you have to see she's her, like, like, her talking and everything. Right. Just... Yeah. Um, so, did he get fired? Yes. Okay. So there you go. Yes. And That's good because we, don't, we don't have to hear him every week saying how he gave 110%. Right. Said it every week like 10 times. You know, that's not possible. <laughs> that's seriously one of my biggest pet peeves is that phrase. And then he tried to, at the last minute, he tried to say, look, well, I'm hard of hearing. So like while other people are talking, I'm trying to understand in my head what they're saying because it takes me longer to yeah. process. And uh, and they, they didn't even take that, you know. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Right. Uh, uh, so that's it's very entertaining right now. Um, I watched a couple new shows that actually haven't even premiered yet. One of them premieres tonight, I believe, or tomorrow. Okay. Uh, one is called Best Friends Forever. I'm yeah. sorry. That just premiered last week. Um, it's a sitcom about two girls that they were best friends. They lived together. Then one got married and moved somewhere else. Okay. And now she's getting a divorce, so she moves back in with her best friend. But now she's living with her boyfriend, so it's just about them, like, you know. Three's Company. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, only the two are a couple, right? Uh, but it's cute. It's funny. It's very touching. I really like the uh, the male character in it because he's kind of a nerd. He plays a, a video game developer. Okay. So like, there's stuff about that, and their whole relationship between him and the girlfriend is about like their nerdy side and how they share nerdy interests. Like they keep quoting like Braveheart and like right. so that part of it I really like, and and there's a sweetness to it. I, I Sounds don't think like it, me and Amy at home. Yeah, mate, you know what? You, you would you would probably get something out of it. Yeah. So you should watch it. Yeah. Because I, I've it, never it, even heard of that. It's show. written well. It just started last week. And apparently these two girls were like stand up comedians or something and okay. really best friends in real life. Yeah. So they're just writing about That's like cool. the real life. But uh I enjoyed it. It's really touching. I won't say that it's like, you know, fall Modern down family. funny. Oh, right, okay, right. right. Uh but you know, I, I just saw one episode. So right. you know, maybe it'll build from there. But uh I'm enjoying it. I watched two episodes, which are both on Hulu, even though it premieres tomorrow. Yeah. Of uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Okay. 
Kelsey's very much looking forward to that show. It's, she just lit up when you said it's that. It's really funny. Is it really? It's really. Because the commercials really, make it look stupid. Really? Because I think a couple of the commercials are really funny. Oh, the commercials I saw, I thought didn't look that good. Um, I watched, there's two episodes on Hulu right now. So I guess you'd have to wait a few it's weeks. Not, it's not like two broke girls. It's similar, actually. Is it? Yeah. But I think this is funnier. Okay. I think this is more, uh, it's better written. Because that was cheesy. That was pretty. That show was pretty. It's cheesy. just cheesy. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, I, I wouldn't base any of this in like realism. I mean, there's like right. There's the one character that's really sweet and wholesome, and the other that's total well, yeah. The B in Twenty Three. Right. Yeah. Um. But I mean, they they share a bond and a friendship, and you can can kind of see that. And uh, but uh, it's just there's some really funny laugh out loud moments, and yeah. then James Vanderbeek is playing himself on it, and that seems to be the thing now where yeah. actors play themselves, but like a, a like. A skewed version of sure, themselves, sure. and uh, he's pretty funny. So I enjoyed him. I uh, I will probably keep watching. That's it. cool. Something else to watch. There's nothing else going on. Um, we watched a lot of the usual shows. We saw Missing this week, which was another great episode. You should start watching that. Just see if you can get past her because okay. it's a good show. Um, and I think actually, I think actually a lot of the production staff, you know, higher up are 24 alum. So, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, and then Awake was also really great this week. Very good episode. That's the one where the guy right, leads right. two lives. The next episode of that, I think we're going to get a lot more insight into what's what's going on that got him into the situation in the first place. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then we saw Touch, which was definitely better. Um, was it just the same thing over? It was the same thing over, <laughs> but it but it was a little bit more interesting than the last one. And it and it also seems so. There's like, nothing procedural about this yet. No. No. No, but it does look so like... So it's like watching Cagney and Lacey. It, uh, well, I, maybe. <laughs> sure. Without the two annoying old ladies. But um, it does look like next week they, too, might also give us some insight into something else. Ah. Because if there's not some bigger hook on that show... You're out. Yeah. I no. mean, unless I'm just really bored. Um, then we also watched... Remember that show we talked about called Off Their Rockers? I've seen it. It is terrible. It is we true. watched the first half of one of the episodes. But but I will say, I bet it has an audience. I'm sure it does, but it for the most part just wasn't funny. No, it's so, not. It's like a candid camera kind of show, but all the perpetrators are old people. Right. Right? So, like, one of the bits, and this is, like, the entire bit. Uh, an older Asian man walks down an aisle wearing, like, a blackjack dealer's outfit in a supermarket and starts hitting plastic jars of mayonnaise off of an end cap display with a pool cue. That was the whole bit. <laughs> there is nothing funny about that whatsoever. But I would bet to old people, like, they find it fun. Because, you know, it's one of them being, you know, being a little raucous. <laughs> but there's nothing funny about that. The only <laughs> thing that I saw that was really kind of funny was when the, the one older gentleman asked the passersby to take the picture of him and his wife. And they were standing, like, on this sort of balcony deck kind of thing. And then when he went stand next to her, he kind of hit her and she fell off. And the people were like, oh, she fell, she fell. I mean, that was kind yeah. of funny, even though you saw it coming. Right. But uh, but the rest of them were so dumb. They yeah. were so dumb. We're not the target audience. No, that. apparently not. <laughs> um, so we watched that, and then we watched the pilot of that new show, Scandal, with Kerry Washington. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was I've pretty good. good. It was. Um, it had a lot of the elements that we liked about Lie to Me because a lot of it had to do with, with, you know, reading people and getting to the bottom of their stories. So that's kind of what that show is about. They're all lawyers, but they don't work at a law firm. She's like a private consultant. And all they try to do is is help their clients. They don't care about, I mean, at least what they say is they don't care about justice. They don't care about the law. They don't care about any of that. They just help their clients. But she won't help anyone 
who she doesn't believe she can help right. after meeting them. And um, and then there is also another element to that story that's I'm sure going to go through the whole series. That's pretty pretty cool and kind of. Uh, do you want me to talk about it? Sure. At all? She she used to work at the White House and she left. So one of the one of the two stories on this was there was some girl who was claiming that she had had an affair with the president, and you know she's like, she's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to go talk to him. You know, one of his people came and said, you know, he wants to talk to you. She's like, well, I don't work for him anymore. He's like, he's he really needs you to come talk to him because this woman is claiming that they had an affair and da da da. So she goes to meet with him, and the whole thing is like she always trusts her gut, and her gut is never wrong. Right. So she goes to meet with him and she asks him about it and stuff. She's like, all right, I'll 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 make this girl go away. And so she goes and talks to the girl and um, the girl is adamant that, you know, they had had a relationship and that he even bought her this dog that she's got. And and she's like, you know what? You need to really seriously think about what you're trying to do here because you're going to cause all this trouble. Meanwhile, you're going to find yourself unemployable because nobody's going to want to touch uh, you with a 10 foot pole. Right. Oh. Exactly. All this other stuff. Right. Um. The girl tries to to plead with her again, like the next day or whenever it was, you know, later. And um, she's like, look, I, I, I told you, you need to just leave town. So just, the girl kills herself. She tries to. Ends up in the hospital. So predictable. The new girl at the the company. You the know, scandal company. Right, the scandal company. <laughs> scandal she goes co. to She goes to talk to the girl in the hospital, and she comes back to talk to Olivia, Carrie Washington's character. And she's like, she's like, you know, I, I, I really, I really don't know what to make of this. I think she's telling the truth. And Olivia's like, she's not telling the truth. Trust me. And, um, and so she's like, no, I mean, she tried to kill herself. And, you know, she said she was, she, she didn't really want to kill herself. She was just hoping that she would get his attention because she wanted him to come to the hospital and, you know, call her. So she was a stalker, sweet baby and all this stuff. And Olivia's like, what did you say? And so all of a sudden she leaves, goes to see the president. And she, you know, kind of gives the president the stink eye when he comes into the room and he says to his assistants, uh, we're going to need the room for a second. So you find out that they had had an affair. Olivia had had an affair oh. with the president, and he used to call her sweet baby. And so then she knew the woman was telling the truth. Baby, baby, sweet baby. Right. And oh. so now she's pissed at the president of the these United States. Who plays the president? Tony Goldwyn. So you know, he's, <laughs> so you know the guy's a dirtbag, right? But anyway, um, so she, uh, so now she's pissed at him. For clouding, Did she never see Ghost? For clouding her judgment. That's what that's what we were wondering. Molly, you in trouble, girl. <laughs> exactly. So um so it's actually kind of cool because you know that the whole thing with the president is gonna carry through right. the rest of the series. But it was it was pretty fun. It was, like went by quickly and it was pretty entertaining. I liked it. There'll never be a president like David Palmer. That's true. There never will be there a president or Cherry be. Jones. Oh. Actually, I thought she was a pretty ineffective president on I thought 24. David Palmer was the best. He was the best. Um, I also want to mention before we get into miscellaneous, I watched this week's Saturday Night Live with host Sofia Vergara. Yes. Very funny. It What's was funny. Oh, did you see it? Yes. What was funny about her is we watched it, it just because she was the, the host. skits she was in where she's trying to talk without an accent were really funny. Were really funny because she's she in order for her to try and do that, she had to speak very slow, but she still had an accent. Right. <laughs> so it, My, it was cute, and I had right. admiration for it. But like, uh, she's absolutely adorable. Absolutely, I mean, she's just and so she, adorable. Yeah, so whatever she was in, it was adorable. Right. I have to say, I really, even though the I don't think the other girl did that great of a job. I loved this scene where they were doing the hair commercial and she had all the really simple words and that the girl, girl's new that was her first right. episode oh it was her first yeah. episode yeah and the other girl who was playing penelope um, cruz penelope cruz had all these really tough right. lines with all this like scientific jargon and she 
is having trouble saying it because of her accent. And she's like, here, I'll help you. We're a refrigerator. <laughs> They're like, no, that's not what the word is. But, but I really enjoyed her like doing Fran Drescher. That was funny. That was really funny. Yeah. She did a great job, actually, yeah. as Fran Drescher. Yeah. But unfortunately, the best bit of the night had nothing to do with Sofia Fergara. It was almost pizza. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when the daughter goes to take the slice of pizza and it drops on the floor and shatters, the dad's like, what the f***? <laughs> and then it like congeals back to a pizza and slinks off under the counter. Oh my god, that was a riot! If if you didn't see it, just go Hulu. on, it's on yeah, Hulu. Google yeah. it and look up almost pizza. It was really really funny. It's on Hulu. In fact, I'll start with miscellaneous. I'll start with number two. Okay. Um, it's pretty certain that Kristen Wiig, Andy Samberg, and Jason Sudeikis are leaving Saturday Night Live when this season ends next month. By the way, you know it's Samberg, Andy Samberg with an M as in Mary. Well, there you go. He's leaving anyway. There's no need to learn it. <laughs> He'll be so happy to hear that's the this. last we'll see of him. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, no, he's pretty funny. Yeah. That show, though, uh, without Kristen Wiig, if Bill Hader were leaving too, yeah. there'd be nothing left. He'd be out. Yeah. Well, that new girl was pretty good, though. She was all right, but she's no Kristen Wiig, I bet. Right. Right. But she was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, she only did two. And Bill Hader's funny. Bill Hader's like the other... Yeah. Great thing on there. What's great about him too is when he's in a sk- skit that's like hitting where it's doing really well. That he, he always cracks up. He can't keep a straight face. Like yeah. when he's talking about uh, Wesh. He's <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, here <laughs> this is for you. The move to Fridays for the Finder finds the show failing even further. Well, that's a lot of F's. Fox has failed at finding new fans, <laughs> so the Finder's future is pretty foggy. Did you write that or did yeah, you of copy course. it? That's no, really I wrote funny. that. That was really funny. Um you know, we watched another episode of that recently. It's a lot of fun. I like that show. I know you don't like that the guy. The future's but... pretty foggy. Uh, that's what I hear. That's all I to say. Uh, the makers of Downton Abbey have revealed that a major character will die in the show's upcoming third season. Fortunately, it's not a character from that show. It's a crossover <laughs> episode. and It is Kristen Wiig. Right. So um, a new celebrity reality show is coming. Stars Earn Stripes. That's the name of it. Features what will certainly be D-list celebrities competing in special forces military tasks to earn money for their charities. I just have no comment <laughs> at all. There's no need for one. Uh, Fox has renewed New Girl, Woo-hoo! Glee, and Raising Hope for another season. Which... Every time I see a commercial for Raising Hope, I'm like, that does not look funny. Uh, I've watched a couple episodes, and like, there's just a couple little fun. It's not worth... It's hard for me to yeah. imagine watching The Terminator in you know, the a comedy. Terminator. The guy who plays the husband was the Terminator prototype guy, or one of the Terminators on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And finally, uh, AMC will be airing all six Marvel films featuring the heroes from the upcoming Avengers film in a 12-hour marathon during the week of its release. Well, that's kind of cool for people yeah. who haven't seen them. Kelsey. I wonder if they're showing both uh, Hulk movies, even though neither one of those Hulks are in the I new did one. not. I did not like either neither one of those one movies. Good. I mean, Bad. the first one was just terrible, plain old terrible. The second one was much better, but I still didn't like it. I've got more Avenger news in the movies section. Okay. Uh, that's all we have for TV? Yes. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. All right, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies. I do not think we have seen any of the same things. Nope. So why don't you go first? I saw Rango. You know, I've heard that's excellent. It's very funny. Yeah. And you know what? Like grown-up funny, right? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I would say, like, if you watch it to a kid, he might be like, entertained by like you know just the visuals but like i can't even see a kid really understanding any of the humor or anything it's pretty like 
it's not dark or anything. Right. It's just very like it's yeah. at a different level. Yeah. And a lot of the like pop culture references are some that like I don't even get. Like they're like lit literary references. There's oh, a lot okay. of like Hunter S. Thompson references yeah. and like you know, I had someone at work I was talking about it. He's like, Oh, didn't you love the part where they did that? I'm like, Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I had no idea what he was talking about. That's hilarious. Like <laughs> even as an adult, the movie kind of makes is a little above, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I some mean some heads. If, yeah, if, well, you know, if you have But uh, I have to say, as far as voice acting goes, Johnny Depp is amazing. Everyone I know who amazing. saw that movie said it was fantastic and that he was awesome. Unbelievable. You have to see it just for that. I mean, yeah. just for what you do. You Master have to class see in voice acting? Absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But it's really good. And I have to say also, as far as like um, the whole computer graphic genre, the textures in this movie, the best I've ever seen. Wow. The way this movie deals with water and yeah. like rock and like. It's stunning. And I wow. watched it on Netflix. I didn't even watch it on Blu-ray. Wow, that's cool. Um, it's right now free on instant – well, okay, I guess it's not free. But it's on instant streaming at Netflix. So. Okay. Right. So if you have that, you should watch it because it's good. I copy. I copy. But uh, I really enjoyed it. It was really funny. Um, really yeah, I'd smart. like to see it. But like I said before, very difficult to get Amy to watch anything animated because she's around it all day, every day Right. You know, with our son. So. Well, I mean, you know, it's certainly not anything. Maybe I'll nothing, just watch it myself sometimes. Well, I'm saying there's nothing inappropriate in it. You could watch it with him. Right. There's no, absolutely nothing inappropriate in it. I mean, yeah. no swearing, no no yeah. violence or sex not or anything. Not a lot of drug use. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it was. I, I think it was kind of aimed at – I can't understand how it's aimed at kids. No, I think it was made for adults. I think I remember them but, saying that. But there's nothing – let's see what the rating is. It's probably PG-13. PG. No, it's PG. Wow, PG. Yeah. Um. Not, nothing inappropriate in it. Yeah. So, I mean, you could watch it with him, and you'll just get a lot more out of it than he will. Right, right. He can look at the pretty colors. Well, that's... <laughs> which I can't, because I'm colorblind. Of, of gray and... Green. Brown. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, is that the only thing you've seen? Yes. All right, so we've seen a few things, and one of these we actually saw a while back, but I think I never talked about it. I never talked about Kill List, did I? Let me find that. I'm pretty sure that I didn't talk about it. Um, no, because I've never heard of it. Okay, it's a British film, and it's about these two freelance hitmen, uh -huh. um, one of whom has a kind of volatile relationship with his wife, and they have some people on their list of people they're supposed to kill. And the one guy who's got the volatile relationship, he just like seems to be going down this kind of dark path. And I don't know how much of this I want to give away because I, I can't really, there's not a whole lot I can say without, um, you know, giving away too much of the movie. But let me just say, this movie takes a very bizarre turn, and the end is just like, what did I just see? And what was I just watching for the past hour and a half? Um, so let me just is leave it at a, that. Is that a good thing or Well, thing? I, I think it was a mixed bag. I think there was, it's partly good and partly a bad thing. Because the, you know how a lot of movies really hit you over the head with what they're about. Right. Because they assume you're part of a stupid audience of stupid people. This movie is the exact opposite well, of British that. Well, British films don't really do that. Layer Cake didn't do that at right. all either. Right. This does this this does that even less than Layer Cake. Right. Like less than almost anything that I've ever seen. You you have to you have to, I think Less than Transformers? Uh <laughs> no, about the same. No, but um but but have you ever seen uh uh, the Wicker Man? No. Okay. 
I think that's a pretty well Saint Nicholas Cage. No, this is I'm talking about an old one. I think with Michael Caine right. from like you know decades ago. I, I think it's a fairly well seen British film. Like it's kind of one of those movies that is a famous you know a big movie in England. Right. And I think if you're familiar, like Mary Poppins, very similar to that, except completely different. Okay. But I think that if you're familiar with that movie, this kill list will make a lot more sense ultimately. Or if you're at least familiar with the concept of that movie. But uh, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. It was pretty dark, but at the same time, it was I felt it was interesting. And it was actually really intensely scary in places, which I appreciated because I don't usually find that even in movies that are supposed to be that way. Right. So I liked that aspect of it. So that was the first what thing. What do you think its IMDb rating is? Uh, Out of 10. Well, it depends. If most of those viewers were in England, I would say it's probably higher. But if it was just American, I would say maybe 4.5 to 5.6. No, higher than that. 6.8. 6.2. Okay. Um, but anyway. So the next one we saw was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I believe is a remake. It is. That is also supposed to be like it doesn't spell things out for you either. Like, doesn't. Um, I'm sorry. doesn't handhold. Hmm? Let me use that. Yeah, but it, it was. I thought it was fairly clear in in every in every way. I, I wasn't. Oh, there's some great people in there. Yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic cast. I really enjoyed that movie, and I have to say, one of the things that I liked the most about it, they did an absolutely brilliant, brilliant job of making that movie look like it was actually shot in the period that it took place. Uh-huh. I mean, it didn't look like it was overprocessed with a bunch of digital effects and stuff. It just looked like an older movie, and it was so cool how they did that. I've heard it's a great movie. I want to see. I it. really I enjoyed it a lot. It. I thought it was. I thought it was. And really you know, cool. one of the stars is Benedict Cumberpatch. I'm sorry, Cumberbatch. He played Peter Gulliam. All right then. He looks like a Benedict Cumberbatch, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, he's. Oh yeah, I remember. He was a good character. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool movie, and and uh, I just absolutely loved the way it looked and the music was great it was very fitting um i really enjoyed that a lot and would definitely recommend it. i also want to mention that he was born benedict timothy carlton cumberbatch yeah they all have four names over there uh do you want me to talk about what it's about at all no no i'm, gonna I'm not going to talk I'm about it, it but it's it's a very good movie then the last one we saw something that amy had been wanting to see which was dream house with daniel craig and uh rachel vice who are married in real life yes and, you know, it's the one about the guy who moves into the new house of his family, and then they find out that all these murders were committed in the house, and then hilarity ensues. <laughs> and um, I found it to be fairly predictable, so I don't think I enjoyed it. Does it does have Elias Cotias. I, I do like Elias Cotias. I do, too. Of course, the best line ever uttered by Elias Cotias in a movie. Go ahead, we know pic- it. <laughs> this is a picture of what my girlfriend would look like. Without skin. <laughs> From one of your favorite movies. <laughs> Some kind of wonderful. That's right. Uh, also liked him in the movie Tucker, A Man in His Dream. Another great film. That movie's really underrated. I loved him in Gattaca, too. I barely remember him He Gattaca. was their father. Oh, okay. When they were little boys. Sure. Sure. Uh, how many, what do you think the rating, IMDb rating of Dreamhouse is? Four. <laughs> 5.7. Yeah. And Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Uh, 7.8. 7.2. Wow. So there you go. You're very good but, at the uh, But yeah, I uh, I really, really like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I will I en- check that out. I enjoyed Kill List, but it was kind of weird and very dark, and Dream House was just meh. So there you go. 
I will download the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spider on my iPad and watch it on a plane. There you go. I think you will greatly enjoy it. I hope that you get to see like if you like it enough to watch it again at some point. I hope that you get to watch it on a big screen so you can really appreciate the visuals. Maybe I'll just watch it on a big screen because it it was it was so beautifully done in terms of the look of of the whole thing. Miscellaneous then? Yes. Jennifer Lawrence will be very busy in the next year. Filming for the next Hunger Games film, Catching Fire, will begin this fall, and the X-Men First Class sequel begins shooting in January. Can't get enough of that, Jennifer Lawrence. I've got to well, be honest you, with you. You were going to get enough. No, I'm not going to get that, enough. It'll be enough. There's not going to be any such thing as enough She will become girl. the Tommy Lee Jones of I today. I don't really know what that means. Remember that year that Tommy Lee Jones was in everything? Uh, yeah. And Jude, there was a year that, that Jude that Law was in everything? It happens with people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the year Martin Short was in everything? No. <laughs> Don't. Uh, ben Kingsley is in talks to appear as the villain in Iron Man three. But you know what's funny? Which begs the question: Why? <laughs> why will there be an Iron Man three? Uh, you know what's funny is every year is the year that Michael Caine was in everything. Right. <laughs> um, James Cameron has announced that Avatar two will not be released until twenty fifteen. To that, I say, take, take your time, your time Jim. Jim. <laughs> I wanted to join in on that because I share the sentiment. There's no need at all to do a sequel to that movie unless uh, you want to actually make it good. Speaking of needless, Captain America 2 will see a 2014 release. I don't say needless. I mean, I just, you know, once the Avengers is out, I think it's going to be hard to go back to a single hero movie and, like, make it as exciting. Uh, you but, don't think there's any more stories to tell there? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like the world it took place in. That was fun. Yeah, I did. I did. We'll see. guess I'm just being a naysayer. Uh, Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels, and the Fairley Brothers are reuniting for a Dumb and Dumber sequel. I've never seen any of those movies in its entirety. Terrible. They all look terrible. But I have to say, I will probably see the Three Stooges movie. That looks really funny. Um, Ashton Kutcher will portray Steve Jobs in an upcoming biopic. Okay. He looks like him. That's all I I guess. That's all I can say. I guess. He doesn't even really look like him. He does. He looks like a young Steve Jobs. Not really. Young Steve Jobs was heavier and much rounder-faced. Ashton Kutcher has a long, tall face. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just saying, look up young Steve Jobs and then go to images. He doesn't really look like him. He does. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't. You know what? There is an actor who looks like him, though. This looks just like Ashton Kutcher. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. That looks nothing like Ashton Kutcher. It looks just like Ashton Kutcher. Whatever. Do you know who Ashton Kutcher is? Yes, I do. You know, that it's looks not nothing Wilder like Valderrama. Him. It looks nothing like... Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, he's on uh, Awake. Who? Wilder Valderrama. Valderrama. Oh, that's no way to get me to watch that. Um, Where did I leave off? Oh, the writer of Prometheus is already back at work on a reboot of the Mummy franchise. Hmm. Nothing to say. You know, I have to say, I had high hopes for the Mummy franchise. And when I went to see it, I was disappointed because I liked that whole time and what yeah. they were trying to do with it. But I just thought, and this is a, a complaint you've had about movies, and this one specifically because you and I have talked about it off yeah. air. Um, it just wasn't as big as it should have been. Right. It didn't feel epic. I even mean, though... that's something that would have been great had they done it right. right. Even though all the pieces were there, it just right. didn't feel it epic. Didn't. It didn't. And uh, it felt So like I'm it, not it... disappointed about this because I think it be, can be done well because yeah. I really like that whole era yeah, and I that agree. setting. I agree. I mean, it kind of harkens back to like Indiana Jones-ish a little. Right. right. So uh, um, it, it just almost felt like they didn't believe in themselves enough to pull it off. Right. That's you a know? good point. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. They weren't in it to win it. They were not. They no. didn't. They didn't gotta have it. 
Um, Adam Sandler is currently working on a remake of the 80s film Summer School. Oh, and uh, Grown Ups too. You know what? <laughs> Summer School is is an interesting film. Uh, was that Mark Harmon? It was Jody Mark Foster? Harmon. Uh, I don't think Jodie Foster was in it, but Mark Harmon was a teacher who was, you know, Courtney releg- Thorn Smith. Is that who's? I believe she was in that. Uh, he was relegated to teaching like a driver's ed class, I think, for the like delinquents from the school. It was kind of a strange little film. Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Well, she played Courtney Thorn Smith. Yeah, yeah, she played his. Kirstie Alley was his girlfriend, I believe. And um, it was an interesting little film because it was like one of those comedies that also takes a really serious turn. Because remember, there was that pregnant girl, and there was some issue with her pregnancy or something. Right. Um, I I, I seem to remember liking it though. Yeah, but I mean, did you like it enough that you think it should be remade? Remember this guy? No, I don't like it enough. Yeah, he he was one of the dudes who was making all the special effects for horror movies. Right? There were two friends who that was like their whole life. Was horror movies. Vaguely. He's been in a lot of stuff. Stand by me, Back to the Future, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Who's in Back to the Future? Let's see. Uh, I don't know. He's too far down the list. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's no fun at this point. It really isn't. <laughs> Why don't you finish up uh, on this? Finally, yet another Halloween reboot is currently in the works. Now, this is a reboot, not another. Right. Okay. So they will probably make the first Halloween for the third time. Who was in the last one? No names. Oh. It was the Rob Zombie. Oh, okay. House of a Thousand Pumpkins. Right. right. You know, parts of it were pretty good. I just didn't like uh I didn't like the end. I never Also I didn't, Rob Zombie I didn't see it, so. Rob Zombie feels this necessity to put like very white trash moments like very like he'll put something really like to range. Give me an example. And, and uh just the way people talk to each other, like a father, like father, like, you know, sexually harassing his daughter and like, just yeah. like very like something that you watch. It makes you feel dirty. He puts it in all his movies and it just, yeah. you know, you, you, you walk away from it kind of like, you know, right. It, that didn't need to be there. He just put that there. You, for you like, walk away from it wishing he was more like John Landis where you just saw a poster that said, see you next Wednesday. Because <laughs> exactly. that's fine to have in all your movies. Okay. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine in a John Hughes movie that the only parents who are cool are the fathers of daughters. You know what I mean? Right. The fathers of girls. I mean, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, all the other parents are clueless. I was just listening to uh, Jay Moore's most current podcast, and he was interviewing uh, Christopher Columbus, the director. Yeah, and uh, he's a really cool guy. Well, sure. I mean, he discovered America first of all. <laughs> um, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, really down to earth. Now, what did he direct? He's directed a lot of stuff. Home Alone, right. the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um, he's right now working on a TV show, like a pilot, with Jay Moore in it. Didn't he do other... Oh, he did a bunch. 80s stuff? Yeah, like... he wrote He wrote Gremlins. He wrote Goonies. He wrote Gremlins? Yeah. But Joe Dante directed it, right? Okay. Um, Gremlins is such a great movie. Did he have anything to... Did Christopher Columbus have anything to do with uh, Inner Space? Or I think that might have also been Joe Dante or somebody else. Inner Space. No, he, uh, we'll check. Okay. I don't know why it's Christopher. What's wrong with your iPod? Oh, here we go. Uh, okay, let's look past producer. Let's. Okay, he wrote Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> That's what you chose to lead with. <laughs> 
Nine Months, Only the Lonely. He wrote Gremlins 2, Little Nemo, Heartbreak Hotel, Young Sherlock Holmes, The Goonies, Gremlins. Reckless, he wrote. I liked that movie when it was out. Uh, hold on. I, I pressed something when I should have. Okay. As far as directing, he directed... Oh. oh, dear. What's going on over there? He directed uh, The Rent movie, Two Harry Potters, Bicentennial Men, Stepmom, Nine Months, Mrs. Doubtfire, Home Alone 2, Only the Lonely, Home Alone, Adventures in Babysitting. Okay, that's what I think I was thinking of. Can you just look up Interspace to see who wrote it and directed it, though? Yes. I don't know if it's anyone famous. I know Spielberg produced it, but I don't know if anyone famous wrote or and or directed it. It was written by Chip Prozer and Jeffrey Bohm. Jeffrey Bohm sounds familiar. Hold on. And directed by who? Jeffrey Bohm also wrote Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, your favorite movie. Oh, God. Lost Boys, he wrote. Oh, well, that was good. Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal that Weapon 3. Lethal Weapon 2 was a solid movie. Go back to Interspace. Who directed it? Just out of Joe Dante. Oh, so it was Joe Dante. It was Joe okay. Dante. And Joe Dante also directed Gremlins, right? He directed Gremlins and yes. Gremlins 2. Okay. And Small Soldiers. Oh, my gosh. That movie was terrible. Remember that? Wasn't that the one about the, the toys? They were like Army Men. Yeah, right? Army Men. What yeah. a bad, a bad idea. He directed Looney Tunes back in action. Um. Which it did not really bring them, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, wait, let, let, let's look at one last. Uh, yeah, what do we? What do we? What do you check? The Burbs. That movie was okay. Wasn't Brother Theodore in that? <laughs> Wasn't he? Was he yeah, like I one of the crazy so. neighbors? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. I love Brother Theodore. Remember when he was on Letterman? He was always so funny. Remember that you scene? never knew whether he was real serious or, not. or yeah, yeah or just acting. But you remember that one that one time that he was on there that I recorded and we used to watch it over and yeah. over again because it was so funny. That was hilarious. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about everything else. Okay, we're back and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. The moosh, moosh, mooshy, moosh, moosh. Moosh, moosh, moosh. <laughs> Happy Mike. <laughs> well, after years and years and years of Apple lying, uh, telling people that Macs can't get viruses, about six hundred thousand Macs are currently infected with the flashback trojan, and with about four million websites infected with it, it's likely that number will keep going up. Suck it, Apple. If you've got an Did, iPhone, wait, wait, wait. Did they say how you get that? Yeah, by going to a website that's infected with it, like you would get any other virus. Uh, the, the, what, thing, thing Apple has perpetuated this myth <laughs> that the Mac can't get a virus, knowing full well that there weren't going to be a lot of viruses written for the Mac because it has such a low um, you know, user base. Right. I mean, it's less than 5% of all computers. Still? Yeah, it's still right. It's, it might be like right around 5% now. Maybe oh, I bet it's six, higher than that now. It might be 6%. I don't know. It's got to be over 10 at this point. You think so? I don't think at so. At this point. I don't think so. Anyway, so, you know, like anything, the more it increases in popularity, the more it's going to be a target. And this, of course, just proves not only that, but that Macs can and do get viruses. Uh, you know, this is actually good news. If you have an iPhone with AT&T and you're out of contract, AT&T will allow you to unlock and use the phone on another network. Can you believe that? That's my network. My uh, contract's almost up. So do you think you'll do that? No, I'm going to get the new one. But you could get it on a better network that 
I can get I have the to new. Say, I, I have can get the new though, one in a better network. Right. I have to say that um, that I've noticed that Amy, because you know she still has an iPhone through AT and T, she doesn't drop calls nearly as much as she used to. They must have, you know, had a lot of their uh, load taken off of them when Verizon got the iPhone. Don't you think? Six percent. I told you. But that's only that's people using uh, OS X, which would be everybody using a Mac. Yeah. Everybody, you can't not use OS X anymore, really. Um, not if you want to do anything. You or... could be using the Mac OS Sparrow. <laughs> Can't use anyway. Linux on a Mac. On a Mac. What? Linux on a Mac. Uh, the Mac OS is Linux. Oh. I mean, based essentially, it's a Unix-based OS with a fancy uh, GUI. Um. Anyway. Uh, oh, oh, the GUI. The GUI. Right. <laughs> um. Google has unveiled their plans. This is so bizarre. Google has unveiled their plans for Project Glass, augmented reality glasses that will maybe be available as early as later this year. Rumors indicate they'll sell for between $250 and $600 and could do all sorts of cool stuff via a voice-activated HUD integrated into a pair of lightweight glasses. There's a video on YouTube, and it's really cool. So you put the... Oh, you you watched it? I mean, some of it's really neat. Like, you know, this guy goes to take the subway, and then this thing pops up that tells him that that station is closed. So then he asks, you know, how to get to this bookstore where he's supposed to meet his friend. So all of a sudden it comes up on a map and then goes into this angled view. So it's just these arrows and pointers superimposed on his glasses so that he knows where to go. But I kind of feel Problem like is the glasses look ridiculous. They do, but the, I'm sure that design is not final. Right. Um, the, prob- the biggest problem is that, A, we're all going to end up exactly like they showed us in Wally. first of all. That's problem number one. Right. Two, I was thinking more they live, but go ahead. People, <laughs> two, that would actually be more fun. Uh, two is that people are going to be paying attention to the glasses and not to what's and right, not in, front to what's of them, right, right in front of them. Right. And they're going to walk into a tree or a pole right. or something. So I don't know, but it's still, it's still really cool because it definitely seems like something like that is the next evolution of what we all are now using our smartphones for. Um, but anyway. Lamborghini has trademarked the name Deimos, a.k.a. the personification of terror, but Deimos is not the name of a famous bull or bullfighting region, which is usually where the Italian car maker gets its names. So this is a bit of a mystery. A new robot called the Sushi Bot can make 400 sushi rolls per hour. Although I'm sure you will not find it at finer sushi establishments. (laughs) Russia is testing... This is... I don't know what's going on in the world right now. Russia is testing a new energy weapon that would inflict pain on the target, plus scramble their brain, effectively effectively turning them into a zombie. It's called a psychotronic gun, and hey, at least they gave us a heads up. That's so funny. It's so weird. Only about 35% of people who owned a hybrid bought another one last year, according to SurveyMeister's R.L. Polk. I find that very fascinating. Wait, only... So of all the people who had a hybrid and then bought a new car last year, only 35% of them bought another another hybrid. Oh, okay. So you're not saying of anyone who bought a hybrid last year, 35% of them owned one before. Because those are two different things. Um, no, what I'm saying is only 35% of people who previously owned a hybrid bought another one. Right. Okay. Which might actually be the same as what you just said. No. No, no, it's not. It's not the no, same. right. It's not the same, but that number is a lot lower than people expected, and even the yeah. increasing price of gas didn't. Well, I mean, you did the whole thing on here once, and I completely like believe in that. Yeah. Where like, you would have to have the car for like twenty years well, for that's it what to pay saying. itself off. That, that it, it's like the the increase in cost is essentially even at the higher higher gas prices now, it's like one hundred fifty thousand miles worth of gas. Right. It's like what's what's the point? 
Right. And even if you're doing it for the environment, the batteries are very right. dirty to produce and dispose of. So it's it's a wash. And then you're paying more money for something that you're not actually reaping the benefits of. It is. It's totally and then it's ridiculous. really quiet, and you're going to hit people and kill them. Well, it's it's a hybrid. It's not quiet. So it's not. Because it still a, has a gasoline engine. Isn't a Prius a hybrid? Yes, it still has a gasoline engine. Yeah, they're engine. totally quiet. Well, not when the gas engine's running. There's a guy that owns one in our building, and really, like... Well, right, because in the building, he's never going more than, like, five miles an hour. Right. Once you start going faster and the gas engine kicks in, you can still hear it, like a regular car. But actually, I have something about what you're talking about Oh. a little bit later. Um, a company called Torre Advanced Film has just started mass-producing their self-cure coat film for mobile devices. Minute scratches will self-heal in about 10 seconds. Unfortunately, anything that pierces the layer all the way will mean you're out of luck, but this is still better than what most of us have now, which is a scratch magnet. I've never scratched any one of my phones. I haven't either. I don't use any of those protectors or anything. Me neither. I don't or like the way iPad they look. I don't like having to put them on and no. take them off. There's always a little bubble. You know what? Life is about risk. If you can't deal with it, right. live in a box and shut the hell up. Uh, Nissan has unveiled their And new if you're going to buy like a, a phone that's essentially a $500 phone, just know how to take care of it. Yeah. Okay. I have so many people I work with that their phone is completely like shattered. I mean, it still works, yeah. but the screen is completely like all cracked and stuff. I'm just, yeah. How do you live that you allow that to happen to your $500 phone in your pocket? Recklessly and carelessly. Apparently. That's how. Uh, Nissan. They're all 22, by the way. Those well, people. I think yeah. you just answered your own yeah. question. <laughs> Nissan has unveiled their new taxi being built just for New York City called the NV200. One of its great features, odor-absorbing seats. <laughs> It's also got USB and 12-volt power ports, a passenger-controlled GPS nav system, big old sunroof, and passenger-controlled thermostat and air conditioning. Nissan will also make a wheelchair-accessible version of the NV200. One of the weird things, though, is it's not a hybrid or running on natural gas or whatever. It's just a regular engine, whereas a lot of the taxis currently in New York City have some you know, better, more eco-friendly engines, so I think they're going to change the powertrain on it. All right, Tony, want to guess who is the world's largest tire manufacturer? I'll give you a hint. They've been making them for 50 years, and currently they make 381 million of them every year. The world's largest tire manufacturer. Firestone. No. Goodyear. No. Goodrich. No. Michelin. No. Lego. Lego makes more tires than any other That's company. That's a trick question. <laughs> in the world that's isn't that crazy they make 381 million tires a year that's insane that's a trick question well it's still true uh, okay up. so in Apple rumors moosh, moosh over no <laughs> in Apple rumors there could be a 7 point something inch mini iPad coming soon oh they say that every year I know and the iPhone 5 could be released or at least announced or both as early as June which would mean it'll be announced at the WWDC it's on July speculation. right that's why I said it was a rumor Okay, so here's what you were talking about. Audi's e-tron, R8 e-tron car is all electric and therefore pretty much silent. So Audi spent the last couple of years developing a system for it that'll produce sound for the car so that it doesn't sneak up on unsuspecting pedestrians and so that the driver is more connected with the driving experience. Check out the video on YouTube and particularly in the last 10 seconds when you see the car outside driving around and hear the sound. It is so cool because they didn't make it sound like a car. They made it sound like a futuristic space car. And it's like really, no, it's it's like, it almost sounds like like a speeder bike kind of. That's cool. But more like 
That's like, cool that they didn't go with a car sound. Right. It, but it's got it's like a speeder bike kind of sound, but with like different layers. Uh-huh. It's almost like a harmonized speeder bike sound. Cool. It's really cool sounding. Um, finally, a bus driver in Pennsylvania blocked the road to prevent the driver of a hit-and-run vehicle from escaping the scene. The driver get a, hit a guy on a bike crossing the bridge, and the bus driver positioned the bus across both lanes so that he couldn't get away. And then another car who saw this happen pulled up behind the guy so that he couldn't back off and escape. Okay. Did Here's you watch the video? No. Okay. Were there kids in the bus? It was a city bus, not oh, a okay. school bus. <laughs> but even so, were there people on the bus? I have no idea. <laughs> but but I want to talk about this because this this is a very gray area for me. Pennsylvania, I guess, or at least this one town, has a law that says you can't ride your bike on a sidewalk if the sidewalk is deemed just for pedestrians, which was the case on this bridge. Okay? So the bike rider obviously was entitled to be on the bridge in the same lane as cars. And the guy that hit him tried to pass him and didn't have enough room, so he clipped him and knocked the guy down. I mean, as far as I know, the guy's fine. He got up and was, like, you know, pointing at the the bad driver or whatever. So in that respect, you know, the, the bike rider didn't do anything wrong. However, if you watch the video, the guy on the bike was riding right down the middle of the lane. I mean, he didn't even try to ride over to the right. right. So it's like, I understand that the law states he has to be on the lane, and, and that obviously the guy who hit him is in the wrong. But use a little common sense and Absolutely. courtesy. If you're riding a bike at, you know, 10 miles an hour and there's a line of traffic behind you on a bridge, just ride over to the right so that at right. least they have the opportunity to pass you without running into you. No, he was right in the middle of the lane, sometimes veering towards the left side of the lane. In fact, this guy that hit him tried to pass him on the right because there was more space on the right than there was on the left. I mean, the guy was just kind of a, a douche as far as I'm right. concerned. But whatever. Speaking of, I have a uh, similar story. Did you see the story? Well, you don't ever watch local news. No, no. There was a story on the news. Uh, someone had brought their little dog. I want to say it was a Pomeranian or maybe like a uh, a Papillon or something to right. the uh, Montrose Street dog beach. Okay. That's a little enclosed area in Chicago where you can take your dog and take them off the leash and they can go into the lake, but it's completely enclosed. Okay. I mean, even the even the, in the, the water. fence even goes right. in the water. So there's no way that your dog can escape. Right. Obviously, you're only supposed to bring your dog there if your dog gets along well with other dogs. Sure, that makes sense. So someone brought their little dog. I can't remember if it was Pomeranian or... or but it was something small, yappy, and fluffy. Right. right. Well, another guy had brought his pit bull and the pit bull had immediately destroyed that dog and shredded it to bits. Killed oh the dog. Oh, my God. So, of course, the owner of that small dog freaked out and is, like, t- like grabbing the dog, you know, what right. what's well, left, of, left the of the dog and, and, and wanted to rush it to the the animal hospital. And the, and the owner of the pit bull is like, I'll meet you there. Never met her. Oh, my so God. So now on the news, they keep showing the picture of this guy because a lot of people were there, so they all kept taking pictures right. of the guy. There's all these pictures of the guy going all over the news in Chicago saying, if you know this guy, like right. give information and let them know. The dog has since died, of course. Yeah. Now, you know, but, the whole uh, thing with what the... A p- terrible, what terrible, a terrible, terrible story. human being. I mean, terrible like, human being. just me being, you know, I'm, I'm fanatic about my dogs. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those crazy dog people where I think right. my dogs are human. Right. So, like, <laughs> I mean, that, that story just hits me so hard. In, like, the last two days... I sort of got every hour I go online to see if there's if any news about the them catching that guy yeah. because I'm just so mad about it. You know, it. and the thing, too, is, like, I, I understand what people say about pit bulls that, you know, it's all in how they're trained and how they're handled. 
But obviously, the breed has a certain natural tendency. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I do not think I do not think that pit bulls should be allowed in places with other dogs right. or right. kids, for that matter, right. or off a leash in public ever, basically. Because really, how many times do we hear this story? A lot. How many oh, times do we hear the story about another breed? Never, never. never. You just don't hear <laughs> never. it. It's always pit bulls. Always. I mean, I'm sorry. Just don't let them. They should never be allowed off a leash in public, and they should never be allowed around other dogs or children. Right. I'm sorry. I just and that and that's just the price you pay if, if you want to own this and dog. And if you're one of those jerky people who thinks that yours is different, yours is different, then right. You know, then you're a jerky person. That's all. There is. <laughs> I got that. And Lou will get right in your face, tell you <laughs> yeah. you're a jerky you're person. You're a jerky person, Mister. <laughs> now walk away quietly. Preferably, don't bring your dog to this meeting. Um, so this brings us to the point in the show where, where as we always do, we reveal our votes for the best and worst <laughs> entertainment moments of the week. Please, Tony, please give us your worst. Uh, I'm going to tell this story because I don't believe I ever signed a confidenti- confidentiality statement. Ooh, where is I this juicy gossip? Work. No, I, I texted it to you yesterday. Oh. Yeah. But uh, I was at work yesterday, and I seemed to notice sitting at the bar... Joe Bastianich. Joe Bastianich, sure. One Judge of the, uh, from MasterChef. That's right. One of the and son of Lydia Bastianich. Yes. Who seems like a lovely woman. She does. Not so much the son. Not so much. Because I kept asking the bar. I was the only person there who knew who he was. Okay. And uh, except for there was a chef in back who knew who he was too. Um, uh, I have to say he looked good in person. Like he was yeah. dressed. He's wearing like a sports coat. He looked and, like, like he nice dressed, jeans. He looked like and he's he wearing nice, like some sporty yeah. tennis shoes with yeah. the sports coat, but it looked really good. He's a little fashion forward. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Absolutely. And uh, and so he's sitting at the bar with a young lady friend, and uh, and he just looked like he was mean. So I asked the bartender while she's waiting on him because he just came in for a glass of wine, and she goes, "He is the rudest person I've waited on all day." Wow. And I'm just like, you know, he's a judge on MasterChef. So I gave him like a little, gave her a little background. Yeah. She goes, he's no different in real life. Wow. That's sad. And well, I tried to, uh, I tried to see. You never talked to him though? I didn't. No, he was not approachable at all. Oh, I would. Okay. If he looked approachable, I would have approached him. Yeah. Because this is, it's a completely different atmosphere where I work now than right. where I worked before. Right. Well, well and you're you not know, working. I don't think I ever signed a confidentiality agreement with them either. So, you know, every week I should just give you it should. a different You I'm should. You should tell little anymore. stories. You don't I'm work not there, there anymore, and I left there bitterly. That's so. right. I think you should. You should tell stories. You I gotta, stories. I gotta make sure I didn't sign one of those reports. First. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't follow you after your employment anyway. Yes, it does. What? Yeah, that, you they, can't, that is not legally enforceable. Absolutely, it is. There was a guy who, there was a concierge from the Four Seasons that wrote an entire book and then couldn't have the book published because he signed that report. What? I saw. I signed one with the Peninsula Hotel. I still can't, can't write anything about it. Oh man, it's for it's for life. You can't write anything. I, I think there's got to be a legal loophole in that. I don't think so. Why don't you just rip it up? It doesn't exist anymore. What the loophole? Oh, the contract. No, they have it. <laughs> you don't know that. Could have been a fire. <laughs> I'm just well, saying. Well, now there's a fire. They're looking at me. <laughs> That's not my problem. Anyway, um, Joe Bastianich. Jerk. Jerky man. He's a son of a Bastianich. <laughs> wow. Well, that would have been true anyway. Um, all right. For my worst entertainment moment of the week, remember I told you that I was having trouble getting my Blu-ray player to link up with Netflix? Yes. So I finally, because there was nothing on On Demand, and we, we had a list of movies that we hadn't seen in the theater last year that we wanted to watch one of them. So... We went through and we started looking for them and whatever. Long story short, I call Netflix. They're like, oh, well, the reason you can't do it is because you only have, you know, DVD and Blu-ray. You don't have streaming on your account. So I switched my account. Oh. 
but it should have given me a message saying that instead of saying your code is expired. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I switch my account. We get it all set up. Are we up. in best or worst right now? Worst. Okay. <laughs> I just want to know what was ahead. <laughs> we get it all set up. We find a movie that we're going to watch, which was The uh, Expendables, because we never saw that. Uh-huh. Oh, that's on instant streaming? I, I guess. We started watching it. Oh, okay. And it was so unwatchable that we had to turn it off. The picture quality was okay. It was like a really good VHS tape or an average DVD. The sound quality was horrible. It was just dreadful. I do not understand why people are watching movies through Netflix streaming. Uh, it was well, here's, horrible. Here's the thing with them. For whatever reason, the stu- and it's the studios. The studios will decide at what maximum uh, resolution. resolution they can offer. Okay. So you'll find a lot of the newer movies that they have on there. L- luckily, Rango wasn't one of them because Rango was was high def and it looked beautiful. Okay. But um, a lot of times I'll go and I'll see a new movie on there. I go on there and it's it's like what is it 480? Is that the standard def? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean 480s. Uh, and then I play it and it's crappy. It was. T- I mean, we literally could not watch it. It was so bad. I mean, the the picture was fine. But you're also watching on like a 70 inch TV, right? Yeah, but everything else we watch in HD yeah. looks great on there. And yeah, but this obviously great. wasn't. There HD. was no surround sound. You know what I mean? Right. It was just terrible. It was absolutely. But you know, you terrible. can't you can't say that that's all of Netflix. Okay. See, I didn't know that. No, that's no, the first no, thing no. I tried to watch. No, but I'm definitely I'm definitely switching back, and I'm not going to do instant streaming. No, anymore. you should look at you should look at what else is available. I mean, but don't it's not don't t- judge it all on one movie. Right. But how are you going to know before you? Because you look at it says right it it says like HD and it says what five point one or what? it gives all those things. Oh, it does in the description of the movie. If you highlight yeah. the movie, it gives you, it tells you what the movie's about, and then it says HD, and then it says 5.1. See, because here's the other thing, too, is what, the list that we had. I had, like, 20 movies on the list. Like, the first X number of them weren't even on there. Oh, no. Well, no. And so it's But there like, are thousands of movies on right. there. Right. So it's like, why not just stick with the DVD and Blu-ray and just watch them? Well, well instant gratification. Yeah. I mean, if you start browsing through there, you're going to find stuff you want to watch. I mean, right. my, my cue right now uh, for instant streaming is, like, I have like a hundred. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'll never have the time to watch all the things I have in my queue. Right. But I, I was just very disappointed by the whole experience. I mean, I have to say the customer service was great in terms of saying, oh, well. I think you need to like not judge it so quickly. I mean, you just yeah. had one bad experience with one movie. Right. And and it's just flat monthly fact, and then you go, watch anything When you, you want, go home right? tonight, if you have time by yourself, I just, mean, just check just out Rango. Else. Just check okay. out Rango. Yeah. And and look at the quality and look at the sound and, and tell me if that, okay. if you had the I'll same. I'll do that. I mean, I know you. I know you don't have a slow connection. No, a, a I have slow like 20 some megabit. Okay, so that shouldn't be an issue right. at all. Because obviously it checks for that too. Right, and I don't use wireless. Everything is wired. Oh, so. well then you shouldn't have an issue at all. Right. As far as that. Right. Um, no, give it another chance. Check, look okay. for Rango. Because it, it, it was, it, it it was, was flawless for okay. me. Yeah. All right, I will do that then. But yeah, I was I was really unhappy with that. But anyway, so what was your best? Uh, I don't know. Um. You don't have this prepared? I don't. I don't, I don't really have a bad... I guess I would say just playing the Batman games. I'm really having a lot of fun with them. And okay. There you go. They're fun. My best was <laughs> uh, the most recent episode of The New Girl. Was so I have funny. to disagree with you. Oh, my God. You I know what? You hilarious. hyped it up for me is what it was. I didn't think it was that funny. I thought Not it was at all. absolutely hilarious. In fact, I, I found it to be one of the less funny ones. Really? Yeah. I thought it was so, so funny. There, there was so much stuff in it. It was the episode where where Jess finds out that um, Schmidt Schmidt is sleeping is with. sleeping with Cece. Right. 
Oh my god, I was laughing out loud. I didn't find it as funny as you did, but you hyped it though for yeah. me. Because yeah. I expected to be as funny as come on, the raccoon other hands. One. That was hilarious. <laughs> it didn't. It just, just didn't do it for me. I'm excited oh that this week god, finally so we have some new shows again. New Modern Family. Yeah. Um, Revenge is back, but it's it's uh like oh here's what you've missed all season. Do... Oh really? You should watch this week's. Oh, it's just one episode though. It's one episode. Oh. But... Why aren't they going to do like a marathon? Then I would watch it. Well, because it's ABC. Oh. Um, do you have Hulu Plus? No. It's just one more thing I got to pay for. Eight bucks. I don't need it. Yeah, but you spend money on silly stuff like food. Silly string. I don't buy that. <laughs> anymore but you would if you saw it in the store <laughs> yeah, you're probably right um i uh what was i gonna say we watched something by the recently. way i saw the commercial for the upcoming ringer yeah i really need to go back to that i'm telling where you she, it looks like she's she's like drowning in a tub and they're trying to get in and get her but someone's trying to stop them from getting her one of one of the twins i don't know which one yeah i, I don't know yeah but uh it looks just the kind of cheesy good. Oh my that god, I like. it's it's been fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I mean, I can't even tell you some of the cool stuff that's happened on you know during the course of the season. It's been great. I wish I had lots the time. of great like you know twists and turns in the plot. Um, but uh, if only Hulu Plus would let you like download, you know, because yeah, obviously so when I'm on vacation, them. I can't. Right, you can't do it when yeah. you're in the air. And I stuff can't. Like that. Yeah, and I'll also on a resort in Puerto Vallarta. Right. Not they're gonna not going to have the signal I need to. Not going to happen. They don't be have watching the, the Ringer. Which really, if I'm going to Puerto Vallarta, why am I sitting in my room watching the Ringer? You shouldn't on my be doing iPad? that. <laughs> you could just do that at home for much cheaper. Um, did I mention I'm going to Puerto Vallarta? You did several times, as a matter of fact. Make sure you check in so people know when to rob you. Huh? I said make sure you check in so people know when to rob you. It'll be Sunday. There are a lot of hotels. No one will find me. I meant your house, since you'll obviously be on vacation. Oh no, there'll be someone home. I know, I know. That was good planning, by the way. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave the place vacant while you're on vacation, especially if you're not promoting. You know, if you're out there promoting the vacation. We never leave the place vacant. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, even if the two of us go somewhere, right? Someone stays at our house with the dogs, right? Yeah, it's their home too. I can't just take them sure. out of their home. I know. See, I'm, I'm the crazy dog person. I know. <laughs> we got a dog too. I know what you're talking about. But uh, I was going to say something. It just reminded me of something else. Did you say your – oh, you did say your best. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. just wasn't right. the right. best, so that's why as I didn't As far as you were concerned. Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell you enough how I'm much – I'm going to buy a Kindle today. What? I'm going to buy a Kindle today. Why on earth would you get a Kindle? Uh, because there's $79, and I can read it in the sun. Oh. I can't read okay. the iPad in the sun. No. See, it's not good for everything. It's not. It's not good for the sun. It's not good for the sun at all. It, it, the Kindle is not affected by like. No, I mean, I know. It's ink. I, I know. I know. I'm not talking about readability. I'm talking about heat wise, because usually electronics don't like to really be directly in the sun. I know it's one of their biggest selling points, so I'd imagine it has to have some yeah. some sort of resistance. Heat blocker. Heat blocker plus. But also, I mean, even sitting on our patio, there's times sitting on our patio, and depending on how the it's sun just is, too bright. I can't yeah. even like. I can't even like right. be it's out just, on my it, patio. It's just even ambient light. Yeah. But um. Because so I'm right now in the middle of the third Hunger Games book, which I'm reading very slowly because I want to like finish it on vacation. Right. What what difference does it make? Well, because I don't want to go on vacation then, and then I'm like not reading something that I'm very excited about. Well, why don't you just like do stuff on your vacation rather than reading? Well, because there are times when you're like you know out at the pool. Sure. I would never do that. I would never go on a vacation and sit at a pool. That's just me. Would you sit at a beach? No. I don't like doing that. Oh my god, I love that. I don't like doing that. I like exploring and you know hanging out with the locals. 
<laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. Dice that's, games in the alley. That's, no, I mean that's that's what I like. I, mean, to I do. like I, to do that too, but like there's relaxed time too. For me, that is relaxing. For me, if I just laid out at a beach or a pool, I would I would want to kill myself. That's just well, way too boring for that me. That seems extreme. Well, seems extreme about damn my something shoes. that many. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I I find no pleasure in that at all. You know, I would rather, I, like I said, even if it was on the beach, I would rather go exploring than just sit there. You know. Like with a metal detector? Sure, if I thought there might be treasures. Or shells, collecting Shell- shells. Ooh, shells. And I could poke holes in them and <laughs> yeah, string them together like a necklace. We're different. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was going to ask you something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just read some story about Puerto Vallarta. You know, I have I have to say, uh, I went to Cancun a couple years ago and was not impressed by it. Okay. And... Uh, and so, like, I just immediately assumed that's how all of Mexico was. But I just saw our House Hunters International two days ago. Okay. Just coincidentally. Yeah. I didn't even tape it. I just came home and it was on about Puerto Vallarta. It looks beautiful. It well, looks that's what like, everyone always says. It looks like, you know, parts of, you know, I hate to compare it to this, but, like, just, it's got the, like, houses on the mountains like they do in, like, Sicily. Right. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I mean, yeah. more excited than I was before I saw that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So this is your first time there? Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. I've never been to. Uh, well, I guess. Well, because I'm a huge, huge fan of Puerto Rico. Yeah. So like, whenever I think of doing something like that, that's always my go-to. So sure. it's good that I'm trying something new because sure. you have accused me of being the guy who goes to the same restaurant every day to order the same thing, and I, that is me. Yeah, I'm not denying right. that. You know, and I'm like that with certain places. Like as you know, there's a Thai place. Not for no. I'm here. saying like that's how I vacation as well. Right. I keep going back to the same place and doing the same things. Right. Because I enjoy them. Right. But I really especially, should. What I'm saying is, especially if you're going to Europe, spend some time in Italy. In Italy, but go to some of the other countries. It's. Right. I mean, it's like going to Wisconsin. They're right there. Right. It's not like it's gonna be a big. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm sure every European nation will appreciate being compared to Wisconsin. No, I'm <laughs> saying in terms of the distance. It's no. I know. They're all small. You know, you can go from one to the next. And they have cows and cheese. <laughs> they do. Well, they do. But I mean, if you're going to go to Italy anyway, you know, spend half your trip there, but then drive to Spain, you know, go up to France. Well, it's go to not, France. Not going to take we'll that long. Not go to France. I'm telling you, South of France is I great. Am not going to France. Paris is the only part of France where you're going to get that attitude. The rest of France is very, very, the people are really nice. Do they speak French? And English a lot of times. Not going to France. Okay. Wow. You've I think it's no surprise. shown your true colors. I think it's no surprise that the last place I worked, a lot of French. Yes. But, uh, yeah, the south of France is great. I really like that. You could go to Monte Carlo. Monaco. You know. Um, I want to go to Spain. That's where I really want Spain to go. Spain is fantastic. That's Portugal's right. great. And you, at some point, you got to go to London. You know, when I was talking to a girl at work, <laughs> I love how we're just like... Off the grid here. That's fine. Um, I was talking That's to a girl. What the moosh moosh is all about. Talking to a girl at work yesterday, and she was telling me that she took her two week honeymoon in Costa Rica. She's like, "Oh, if you love Puerto Rico, you should go to Costa Rica." So this morning, I spent a good like forty five minutes online just looking at stuff about Costa Rica. She was saying that they stayed in uh, hotels where like you're at the base of a, like right outside of a volcano, okay, and like every morning the volcano erupts and you see it from your room. That's all glass. Mm. And like you're seeing, well, I mean, you're separated from the volcano. I oh, mean, okay. It's not going to affect you. Okay, good. But um, she's saying it's so cheap that they spent total, including their airfare, for two weeks in Costa Rica for both of them. And they did everything. They ho- they took horseback ride into the mouth of the volcano wow. and, and zip line and rainforest and all that. They spent two grand. Wow. For two weeks. Yeah, and and that's another place that everyone who I've talked to who's been there says is just gorgeous. I know. I yeah. want to go. Yeah. That's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. 
South America just doesn't hold the same appeal to me as as Europe for whatever reason. Although I, I would like to go see, you know, Machu Picchu and Easter Island at some point and all those. But Easter Island, you know, that's a trek because you can only really get there from, is it Santiago in Chile? I believe the capital of Chile is Santiago. Is that right? Sure. Uh, you can only get there from there. That's the only place that has airplanes that fly there. And they only fly like once every week or once every two weeks. So you go there and you're kind of stuck there. I mean, you can't really decide to cut your trip short. No, I don't want to do that. And it's a teeny tiny little island. There's really nothing to do there other than see what you went they there They got for. a pool? Probably a pool there. <laughs> it's also an island, which means it's got water all around it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's kind of a trek. But uh, So I'd like to see all the Mayan and Aztec. What about the Galapagos? You want to do that? And the Galapagos? I don't know. Sure. We could ride the turtles, I guess. That'd be fun. I'm just not... You know, I'm not a big beachy person. Like, I, I like it. I think it's beautiful, it. but, you know. Puerto Rico. I want to go to Puerto Rico. I've right now. heard that about you before. Um, so you got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, thanks, as always, for listening. Don't forget you can find us on iTunes, where you should, can, and should leave us a review and a rating. Go to our Facebook page, where you can write us fun little letters and ask us questions. And thanks for listening. And as always, we'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.